When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Cam Newton, well, he's getting some heat for some previous comments that he made on Brock Purdy on his podcast, and it seems that people don't really appreciate what he had to say about Mr. Irrelevant. Take a listen. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Man, look, I ain't recanting s***. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in a defensive talent and you add in an offensive talent, Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on his team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Is he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. Did he name the the 10? Uh, I'd like to see that order. That's a bit harsh, that part. But I do see his point. And I know, Joe, you're going to get to it uh, in truth or trend, maybe, that uh, one better put a pretty crazy bet on Brock Purdy that we'll touch on. Chris, what do you think? I I disagree with anything he had to say. So when when he said that at first, I went, oh, come on, Cam. Ten? Best player on the team. But then you start, let's – Debo. Ayuk, Trent. Kittle, McCaffrey, Trent. Bosa. That's five on offense alone, right? So okay. Bosa, Greenlaw, Warner, Ward. I mean, there's nine right there. Okay. So I don't think Ooh. he's Javon necessarily Hargrave. wrong. You, you, that's borderline, but Armstead. I think it's, it's, it's a discussion. Like that, yeah. that combo in the interior is lethal. I, they're better yeah. at their position than Purdy is among quarterbacks, don't you think? Yes, and I also agree that he's not a game changer. He's not the best player on the field for that team. So I I agree with him. I, I you're I, right. It yeah. sounded a bit harsh, but it's not wrong. You, yes, it, you, yeah. you know what's more controversial? When he made that game manager comment, yes, he included Purdy, and this became about Purdy um, yesterday. But 
he included Tua as a game manager, Goff, game manager, and Dak. Like, if he's putting Purdy with those guys, is that not being fair, though? Like, he's saying, none of you guys are game changers. You're game managers, system, coaching staff, play callers, obviously the talent around you. Like, this this is really what makes a lot of your success. That's what he's changing. He's saying, like, if you were to switch teams, a team that didn't have as much talent, didn't have a strong coaching staff, that you would not have the success. And I think that is 100% fair. Yeah, I, I think we have to get over the idea of the use of the term game manager as some sort of insult. Dilfer. It's not You're, dil- you're Dilfer. That's right. how people yeah, take like, it. Exactly. And and this is different. Like, this is I, – I kind of when, – when you call Brock Purdy a game manager, again, it's not an insult. It's about working within – coloring within the numbers, right? Like, I, I, paint by numbers, Brock. That's all we're asking you to do. We don't – you don't need – because – and part of it, too, is managing the weapons, Right. Because we just outlined four skill position guys that are better at what they do, maybe what Brock Purdy does at his position. Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, McCaffrey. I would take it, and I'm I'm not making this up. If I were Brock Purdy, I'd look at it and say, "Oh, I'm 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 a game manager. I I manage four of the best skill position talents in the league. I'll take that as a compliment." I manage Kittle and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo. You know what? I'll take that. I, I'm not. I'm not turned off by that at all. Fine. Call me a game manager then. Um, and, and pick and choose your spots, Aaron. Where he's started to become a guy who can come up with a big play here and there in the fourth quarter. We've seen that in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, in leading a comeback. I just mm-hmm. he's not Mahomes. He's not Lamar. It's going to be a forever debate, probably. Even if he wins a Super Bowl, I think we'll still have this debate. And if you're Goff, that's okay. By the way, his numbers, very comparable to Goff. That's really good. So you can lead a terrific offense. But, like his point, if you go somewhere else, I don't know that you're going to have that. Um, But yeah, there, there are only so many... Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, you know, Rodgers probably isn't there anymore. If you want to put Herbert up there, okay, fine. Maybe we'll see more of that with Harbaugh there and and some of the weapons that he has if they take another one at number five overall. Like, that's a short list. It's okay to be in the Super Bowl and not be a tier one quarterback. You can win that way. If they do win, it'll be interesting who gets the MVP. I mean, if he's got a couple of touchdown passes and he doesn't turn it over and, you know, he doesn't even have to hit 250, I don't think. You know, 230. Give me 228 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns, and maybe CMC only goes for like 80 on the ground and only gets a single score. Who else are you going to give it to? I mean, unless unless Debo or Ayuk or Kittle has like an eight or nine catch day, and they've got both touchdown catches. I don't know how you don't give it to Purdy in that case. When Bosa dominates Mahomes all day. That's, that's <laughs> you know, something like that. Let's go. Yeah. 101. <laughs> Joe depends. is trying it, to manifest that defensive MVP this year. And I love but, it. But, but that box score you just gave out as an example, 230, two touchdowns. I don't think that's getting Purdy the MVP. I think he's got to be mm-hmm. much. He's got to have more passing yards. For, for that to happen because people don't but, want to give it to him as it is. 
Right, but that would be like a by default MVP almost, right? Like yeah. in a situation where we don't get the singular defensive performance that you're talking about, where again, McCaffrey only gets one touchdown and only has like 80 yards on the ground and, you know, maybe only a couple of catches, doesn't even break 100 total yards. And it, it, it not, and it, the ball's spread out to all the receiving targets. Nobody gets more than, say, five or six catches, Kittle, Debo, or Ayuk. You end up coming back to, well, somebody from the winning team has to get the MVP. I guess it's the quarterback. You know, that tried and true yeah. old trope of, well, the quarterback on the winning team, he's the MVP. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see how both the fans and voters in the media play this out if they do win. Meanwhile, on another podcast, New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey, Travis said Justin Tucker violated a quote-unquote unwritten rule by stretching and placing his equipment where Pat Mahomes was warming up. And he didn't have the nicest things to say about Justin Tucker. Take a listen. If you're, if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you, you don't, you don't interfere with what they have going on. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet like if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive and i get it i mean he was kind of winking at me like being a dick about it like trying to get under the skin yeah he knew what he was doing i get it, it but he got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and pat we were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame, have yeah. the right mindset. And we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it. And uh, so Justin, <laughs> sorry if we took it to a level that you didn't think it'd get to that play, but if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one up you every time. I love that. I mean, I agree. And they, Justin Tucker, hmm, who got the last laugh in that situation? Yeah, dude, if that's... you're going to be pulling that kind of move, you better win that game as well. They went Bro. into your house and beat you. So, that so that's start? the thing here. Yeah, yeah, it is those two teams. Go back and watch it again, like you said, from the very beginning. And watch the intensity level on both sides. Like, mm -hmm. the Chiefs knew they were on the road in an AFC championship game. And to Travis Kelsey's point there, they went in with that mindset of, no, we're here to you up, and we don't care. We're not kidding around. We don't have friends. Friends? I'll be your friend after the game, maybe. And Justin Tucker was like, hey, guys, huh, excuse me, I'm going to kick some balls down here in your end. Ha, 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 ha. And they're like, no, I ain't laughing. I'm not messing around with you right now. And that level of intensity was not matched. It's why the Ravens look flat all day. The video was funny. Like, he just walked. He's like, nope, out of here. Get this out of here. Get that out of here. You're trying to mess with my quarterback. And that is dangerous. Like, to have the tease by the by the, by Mahomes' feet where he's, you know, yeah. practicing some routes. Like, get, get out of here. It is. Yeah. Also, like, Mahomes is, like, looking up. And if he, like, takes a couple steps forward, he's tripping over that helmet. Dangerous. Not that he would. But, like, it, 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 I thought it was rude. I would have been annoyed as well.
And Kelsey's like, you ain't messing with my team. You ain't messing with my quarterback. And, yeah, out of the gates, they came and whooped them. Even though they didn't do anything in the second half, but uh, the first half was the difference. It's amazing. I know a lot of people reference it. We reference it, how everybody's sick of the Chiefs. Like it, And the turn happened quickly. But all podcasts, not sports, all podcasts, Apple, New Heights is number one in the world. Number one podcast. Spotify, they're number two, only behind Rogan. Like, the level for people that complain about uh, too much NFL, there's no such thing as too much NFL. These two brothers on different teams doing a podcast are number one of as watered down as podcasting is right now. And in fact, I busted my wife yesterday. She barely watches sports. She barely pays attention. Like a little, some of the stories, if entertainment's tied to it, she will. She's downloading the New Heights podcast. Like, where's BetQL Daily? Yeah. She's telling me about what happened on the show because uh, there's a player on the Chiefs who's who's from right by us. He went to the high school down the road. um, And they gave him a big shout out to the high school and all that. And she's playing it for me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know what happened on our show today? You got anything from the last month? Like, don't write us a review. I get in trouble. I don't want you listening, anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's probably. A, I'm just gonna say, cut it right there, Joe. You probably don't need that. You don't need. Oh, we were that. telling Corey Jake Barson. to wait for marriage as long as possible. That would have got me in trouble. <laughs> the fantasy exec Corey Parson gonna share his favorite bets for Super Bowl 58. Some hoops action as well on the way next, right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.